back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major here. Uh, I would say a little bit less doom and gloom, but we might be brown bagging it this week. Matt, Master Giovanni, <laughs> how are you doing this evening? Uh, you know, just grinding it out here until the the holiday, uh, I guess Christmas and New Year gets comes around here. Um, but yeah, great dad joke to begin things here, Dave. Um, thank, you, thank you. Flyers Twitter, I think, finally broke. Um, <laughs> mentally, after that uh, that ten game skid the Flyers were on, on top of Av and Terrian getting fired, and um, uh, it, it was it's the newest, what is it? I forget. Oh, the newest sensation sweeping the nation, um, making your Twitter profile pick the picture of some legend now legendary fan wearing a brown bag over their head with a Flyers jersey on and a frowny face. And even the podcast logo on our socials has been redone with a brown bag on where the five would go. And we have to give credit to that to our good friend, Pottery Hoax, for helping us out with that one there. Um, I didn't even ask for it. He just goes, hey, man, made this for you. And I was like, sweet. What a guy. What a guy. I know. Um, But, I mean, hey, ever since the bags came out, we're going streaking. Yeah. Three-game winning streak and a, a trouncing of the New, New Jersey Devils last night. So I think compared to our past couple weeks of podcasting, tonight should actually be a pretty upbeat episode. I mean, there's still, like, everything is still not okay, but, like, hey, things are trending in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, – we're, we're back to kind of square one where we were, what, three years ago when we started this podcast where it's the, the cautious optimism. Yes. Um, we're back to that like stage. Like it's like what we were in like DEFCON five about a week and a half ago. Um, everything well, was terrible. You could, you could say ElfCon five because oh, it is geez. Christmas season. True. Um, but yeah. All right. That, that's enough was, jokes for this podcast. Was, I'm going to shop on those now. We, we reached our quota for tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was horrible. Um, I mean, you could probably tell in our our tone, in our demeanor, in our was it last podcast when we had to talk about AV getting fired. The Flyers were on. Then it was an eight game winning losing streak, um, and yeah, I mean, it was oof, um, as they say. But since then, things have kind of. I don't think again, like I don't think they've turned a corner, but I think they've built. They've started to build a foundation, and as we've said many times before, if, and it's a, a huge if, if they can build on this throughout the rest of the season, they might just have a snowball's chance in hell of doing something. Yeah. Um, and the past three games, I mean, I think it was kind of good where, hell, I mean, if you have a road game in Vegas, maybe they... uh they went out a little bit, 
kind of got loose as a team off the ice, got away from the media and all that for a night. Who knows? But they played uh, they played really well in that Vegas game. Carter Hart was unreal. Um, Kevin Hayes scored a goal. And, I mean, the Flyers just played a solid game. And they, they it got a little hairy near the end. Um, but they, they held on to win. Uh, what was that score? It was 4-3. to three. I've got the schedule up. 4-3. Yeah, sorry. Um, In the, the third Vegas, it should have been a 4-2. Yeah. Game, but the referees gifted Vegas a late power play, and everyone's like, "You sure you want to call that in the last minute regulation?" Like, yeah, I mean, weak sauce there, bro. And that's that's a that's a good team they played against. I mean, Vegas has had their problems with injuries this year, but I mean, they've been surprisingly good ever since they that uh, their inaugural season. So I mean, that's a good win against the. Uh, I mean, it's always got to be tough on the other side if you're Vegas and you lose to the Flyers after they lost 10 straight. Like, that's got to be tough for them. But, hey, I mean, us as Flyers fans, we were like, God damn, it feels good to win a game. And Vegas is a good team. So the fact that you can beat the Vegas Golden Knights is like, okay, that's a a solid dub. And, I mean, then you go to the next night in Arizona, a back-to-back, and you beat the Arizona Arizona Coyotes 5-3. to a team you should have beat. Would maybe would you have liked to clean up and not allow maybe three goals? Sure, mm-hmm. but you still you still were the better hockey team at the end of the day, which is all you really care about. And then of course, um, I heard today on listening to this week's episode of Chicklets that Biz actually went out for beers and stuff after that game with Hayes and Yandel, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like apparently when the team was in the midst of that 10 game winning streak. Apparently they wouldn't have known that you were on a 10 game winning streak, which to me gets kind of like, well, that kind of gets me one pissed off a little bit, but two, like, come on, you guys should be better than that. But I mean, Hey, if they never, if they never, if they always kept their heads high and maybe it's the reason why they're playing better now, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you beat, you beat the inferior team. And of course you got TK yelling high Shane while he's on the four check. <laughs> which went viral, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's it does. I didn't, I haven't listened to the the spin chocolate yet, but yeah, that kind of does like almost peeve you a little bit, where it's like, oh, like you wouldn't think that you wouldn't even have known that we were in the midst of a ten game losing streak, and it's like, well, how? Like, it's yeah. it's probably it's kind of hard, even with the lock the locker room guys that they have on the Flyers. I mean, yeah, and Yandel especially, no offense to him personally, but he wasn't very good at all throughout that whole stretch. Um, no. And he's been a little bit more stable with um, being paired with Kanaan these past Kanaan's couple games. come in and done his job well as a yeah. third-pairing defenseman. He has um, been fine. So I think Kanaan's brought a little bit of stability back to Yandel as of late. Um, but, I mean, those 10 games were horrible. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how that – supposedly did not affect them off the ice but hell i mean obviously it affected them a ton on the ice because they looked like they forgot how to play hockey um maybe maybe it was all because of the bags and i can't confirm i did see a tweet from the the leader anthony of the of the of the broad street bag movement uh quadru's wife liked one of his tweets where how the vancouver canucks are 4-0 under bruce brudrow and the Flyers with the Broad Street bag movement are 3-0. and And Claude yeah. Giroux's wife liked that tweet. So you have to think, if Mrs. Giroux is liking that tweet, the players have to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, they definitely know. Um, 
And it's one of those things where it was kind of like too big to ignore because we even saw the Flyers Twitter yeah, account. Two points in the bag. God bless whoever runs that Twitter account because every like that meme that I made where it was the uh, like Shawn Michaels and then um, what's his name? Stone Cold Steve Austin oh. flipping him off where it was literally any tweet, regardless of what it was about from the Flyers account, just got absolutely bodied by like anyone like they could tweet out like hey give to charity this year uh for like a toy drive and they'd be like bags like trade everybody like blah 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 and it's like dude like whoever runs this account their mentions are probably just a complete just cesspool of negativity and hate like and they all they do is like hit send like i don't know if it's an intern obviously they always make those jokes where it's like oh like our interns mentions are blowing up right now, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it is funny when they did become self-aware and they said, like you said, after the Vegas game, they said two points in the bag and everyone was like, they know like, so that yeah. was pretty funny. Golf clap. Yeah. Nice pun. Um, um, you but, need to see, I don't know if you saw the flyers Wednesday wallpaper that, that they just dropped today, I but it was like, a, so Mikey D from origin black pack Mastro. Yeah. I saw this. You, you saw his wallpaper he made? Yeah, he, okay. he bag, bagified it. Yes, all, and I, I saved it. it, and that's going to be my new wallpaper like in, after this podcast. So I thanks, mean, Mikey. It's it's just like, it's funny how Flyers Twitter has rallied around this, and it's like, I have, I have people following me that I have no idea who they are, but it's just, a, they're obviously a Flyers fan with a, the bag, the bag AV like yeah and they've even um, they follow the podcast the same people. yeah so So, i mean (laughs) if you are a new if you are a broad street bag a member listening to this podcast for the first time welcome yeah i guess it's uh what is it misery loves company is that saying yeah i mean i'm going i'm going to the game saturday night Mm -hmm. and you best leave i'm bagging it oh god i guess you don't have to wear a mask if you have a bag over your head i mean i mean i'll probably do both but yeah Going to the game, going to the arena this year, you know they haven't been enforcing that rule at all. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that that Wells Fargo Center is under. It was a a hot topic this week. (laughs) We'll get into all that COVID business here shortly because it sadly has once again been dominating the news cycle um, in sports in general, not just in hockey. But we'll get to that soon. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the Flyers, especially last night, the Devils, I think, were a team, obviously, that we should have beaten the past two times that we played them. Um, And surprisingly, that was the last time the Flyers played the Devils for this year. Um, Yeah. But luckily, they, I guess, made it count, so to speak, and like just completely, like, not nailed them, but um, just mopped the floor with them. Um, Yeah. They won six to one. Yeah. Cam, Cam Atkinson. Cam yeah. Actually, I saw John Bougiegras tweeted, apparently that's the Flyers' first hat trick against the Devils since Rick Tockett in 1988. That's crazy. Believe it or not. And I'm like, I feel like, I guess because, like, the Devils, I don't know if this is a pun or not. I guess it is a pun. They used to haunt the Flyers because of Brodeur mm-hmm. being in net. Um, yeah. But that's crazy that that's the Flyers' first hat trick against the Devils in, what, almost 30 years? Yeah. So, but that was cool. Like, nice little stat there. Atkinson, the first hat trick for the Flyers since February uh, of this year, back in February. I think it was Scott Lawton had the last hat trick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who it was against, but. I think the Capitals. Yes. Um, but the oh, Flyers played. Sunday. 
Yeah, I don't know. It might have been. A, it was a, last night's game. I think was a combination of the Flyers playing well, but also the Devils were kind of depleted because of a COVID. Um, and also the Devils, they're they were like two eight and two in their last twelve games, and their two wins yeah. were only against the Flyers. Yep. But so that was a final. game. Like I said, that was a game the Flyers should have won, and they did by obviously a, a very nice margin. Um, they peppered Mackenzie Blackwood. Thank God. Yeah. After the last Flyers loss last Wednesday, I had to delete a tweet of where I was called, like, saying that Carter Hart's better than Blackwood because Devils fans, those degenerates, those scummy North Jerseyans that they are, <laughs> found this tweet from last April and were, like, invading my inbox. And the block button was a great thing for a while. Because I'm just not going to... Normally, I mute idiots like that. But when you're Devils fans, you're second-class second human beings to me at that point. Wow. So I was just blocking people left and right. But then it was just... It got to the point where it was too much. And I'm like, okay, and I'm just going to delete the tweet now. And yeah. that's what I did. Normally, I normally I don't. Normally, I just... I weathered the storm. But this was... It was a lot. A lot a lot of morons. And I'm glad to see the Flyers peppered him. And got him pulled after the second period. Because... I will stand on the hill that Carter Hart better, is better than Mackenzie Blackwood, and I always will. I don't think I'm ever leaving that hill. But um, you, everyone can thank me for the Flyers one last night, though, because why? Because I have Ivan Provorov and Cam Atkinson on my fantasy team. And with how bad both of them, both of them had been playing lately, I benched both of them last night. Oh, man. And Cam Atkinson gets a hat trick. And Provorov assists on two of the three goals, and I think was on the ice for every single one. Wow. And all those points and stats are on my bench. Hey, man, it happens to the best of us. So and when Atkinson scored his first goal, I looked to my lovely wife, Brenda, and said, I bet he's going to have a big night now, and I'm going to eat it. And that's what happened. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'd rather take the L in fantasy and have the Flyers win in real life. Oh, it's like our old pal Thanos said, the toughest choices require the strongest wills. Something like that. Um, a small price to pay for salvation. But, um, yeah, I mean, last night, again, I think it, it was a good game. But, again, the Flyers should beat the Devils. Um, yes. And then, um, I think, actually, the the two usual whipping boys on the Flyers in Travis Sanheim and Rasmus Ristolainen. They were fantastic last both had Yeah, um, I believe Sanheim, Sanheim had a goal, obviously. He also had an assist, I believe, so he had one and one. Ristolainen assisted on Atkinson's first goal, um, which was a beautiful feed from the point. Atkinson was backdoor and just ripped it home. Um, Atkinson also had the shorthanded goal, which was that unreal on slap shot. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean... Just a great night for Atkinson. Again, it was a good night for the Flyers, but you should beat the Devils. You should easily beat the Devils, and they, they did just that. Um, More again, importantly, the team looks like they're having fun again. Yeah, and I think— And I've noticed that trend ever since— Yo, Even in the games where they lost, like yeah. in Yo's first game to the Avalanche, it was a 7-5 loss. Then you lose 3 nothing to the Devils. They, they were losses where the Avs game was just firepower on firepower. And then the Devils game was was a game where the Flyers were in it, and then they had one mistake and they crumbled a little bit, but then they came back and they played overall a pretty decent hockey game. Yeah. And then you said if they, like, after that Devils loss last week, I said if they keep on playing this way, the wins will eventually start to pile up again. 
because yeah. they're playing better, you know, an overall better hockey system. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that Yo got his first practice in on on uh, on Monday. I was about to say that. Yeah, he uh, didn't have a practice with the team until after being the the interim coach for a week. Yeah. I so. mean, it, it just seems like they're doing the right things better and the power plays looking dangerous again now for some reason. The penalty kill is continue to be a strength and 5 on 5 they're getting better. Like, I mean, yeah. But it's, Maybe it's, this is what like, this team needed was that coaching change wake up call. But I mean, I'm not ready to say, you know, like like you said, Matt, cautious optimism. But yeah. like, you know what? They're not out of it. I mean, you go to the standings, um, they leapfrogged the devils in the wildcard standings, and they're only they're five points back of the of the Detroit Red Wings in the standings for the second wildcard spot. So, like, I mean, you don't want to keep on, like, making the wild card and then losing the first round every other year. But, like, this team has the talent where if they get hot and get on a good roll, they could go deep. We've seen them do it before. Yeah. And you're hoping also, that this is the wake-up call the team needed. It's also one of those things where, again, like, the, like one of us could be behind the bench – and no matter what systems we run or anything like that, I mean, it comes down to the players to some degree as well. And like you said, it's good that last night happened because, I mean, you had guys like Atkinson or Giroux or just, I mean, almost everyone was going through some sort of drought scoring-wise. And they're probably gripping their sticks tighter, making quicker slash stupider decisions, more stupid decisions, um, to be grammatically correct there. But it's like when things aren't going your way, for such a long time, it can almost it's it, it gets worse before it gets better, and I think we saw that obviously with the Flyers. And by no means are they out of the woods at this point, but they're in a better spot this week than they were last week. Yeah. Um, and they've had some nice big milestones. I think Claude Giroux, he's now the all-time leading power play scorer in franchise history, yep. and I believe he passed Bobby Clark. So now he's second all-time in points behind Bill Barber. No, he's third. He's third? (coughs) Excuse me. I think he has... um, Let's see. Bad radio here, sorry. Um, I'm looking it up. I think he's still two points behind Bill Barber for all-time scoring. And then Bobby Clark has like... 1500 points or something um so he's gonna have to he's gonna have a lot of work to do to catch clark um in that scoring race so to speak but i think he's i think he's at 881 bill barber is at 883 and then bobby clark is at 1500 or 1300 something like that so there's a there's a big I, gap i got it up here second so he's now He's second all-time in assists with 599. All right. And he's third overall in points at 882. He's one behind Bill Barber for second place. And then Bobby Clark has 1,210 points. So I don't know if he's going to catch Bobby Clark. Um, but, you know, he's on pace to be the second. second I mean, he's on pace to be the second most highest scoring Philadelphia Flyer ever. Yeah, I mean, behind Mister Philadelphia Flyer. So, I think uh, that's like this is a, a conversation for another time, but it's gonna it's gonna get closer sooner than we think. 
with Giroux arguably being the greatest flyer of all time without a Stanley Cup, but we don't know that yet. Um, but that's for, again, that's a conversation for another time. But again, I mean, he's he's been the like the best flyer of our generation. I would, yeah. Statistics, yes. But I mean, obviously, we've had guys like Briere, Pronger, Gagne, the, the GOAT. Um, so Giroux may be second. Giroux may be second best. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's more you than me because obviously we have we're, we're a few years age difference here. But Giroux, obviously, I mean, he's one of the best. He already is one of the best flyers of all time. Statistically, he's what third best now. So. I mean, yeah, third best in points, which he could easily tire past tomorrow night against in their game against Montreal. Yeah. Um, and you know, just wow. And I mean, he's got his for assists. He's got a sizable lead over Brian. I mean, no one. There's no other current flyer on the assists list, so he'll probably stay at second. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, Giroux. It'll be an interesting story to see how his the rest of his Flyers career potentially unfolds here over the next few months with him being a free agent after this year. Um, but moving on here, Dave, like you said, they do the Flyers do play in Montreal tomorrow night, Thursday. Then they have an off day Friday, and then they're at home on Saturday night against the Ottawa Senators. Um, next week we will be off because of Christmas, um, but they do play Washington at home on the 21st. And then they play in Pittsburgh on Thursday, um, the 23rd. And then they have just – it's the the Christmas break. Um, and then we'll come back maybe – we'll have to figure that out. Uh, so, listeners, stay tuned for when we do come back after, the, after Christmas. Um, but if we're not back, they play Seattle in Seattle on the 29th. And the 30th, they play San Jose in San Jose. They have their West Coast road trip pretty much. Um, yeah, Seattle, yeah. San Jose, and then L.A. and Anaheim. And then they're back at home next year, which is weird to say already, um, in 2022 against Pittsburgh on January 6th. So uh, just the next few games for the Flyers here just to kind of run that by everyone. But um, we'll be here hopefully on Twitter. And uh, we're not too active on Facebook, but we've uh, we've learned where we stand. And our strength, I think, is definitely on Twitter. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, we haven't done squat with Instagram just because I don't think we have the content for it. Um, but follow us on Twitter um, and follow Dave and I on Twitter. You always see us both tweeting and we tag ourselves and then call it the sentient podcast. Yes, there um, are no strings on so, me. Yeah, um, our podcast Twitter is basically Ultron. Um, <laughs> so Or Robert California, for those yes. who know, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Flyers with a... With a manageable stretch coming up here. Um, yes. And we have seen in the past, they have struggled on the West Coast road trip. Um, but stupid Disney on ice has to come to Wells Fargo Center for a week. And the Flyers go to the West Coast. And usually that's when some things go awry. Um, so let's hope that history does not repeat itself. Knock on wood. I mean, in years past, the West Coast road trip, those teams are much better. Yes. And now they're like Seattle sucks. The Sharks started out the year hot, but now they're coming back down to earth. The same thing with the LA Kings. Like those are three. Like you have to beat Seattle. Like you, yeah. that's not a question. You have to beat the Seattle Kraken. Um, 
But San Jose or the Kings could go other could go either way. But I mean, ideally, I think I'm looking at if that three game West Coast road trip. They should be two and one or two zero oh and one. Yeah. If they keep on playing the way they've been playing this past three game winning streak, I'm not trying to get too confident here, but like <laughs> this is the team we've seen them do it. I, I remember in uh in 2007 2008 the Flyers had. That season where they went to the Eastern Conference Final and lost the Penguins, um, my junior year of high school, that was the first year with Briere and Hartnell and Lupo on the team. They had two, they had not one, but two 10 game losing streaks that season. And you see where they ended up. And then, of course, we all know what happened uh, two years later when they went on that Stanley Cup final run in 2010. But, like, and even going back to, um, five years ago when this team won 10 in a row and then, then they missed the playoffs. So th- this, this, this team gets they're streaky. So, but they couldn't I mean things are, things are trending, starting to trend where we would yeah. like them to be, where at least now when you watch a game, you're not watching saying, am I about to sit down for two and a half hours in misery or, am, or am I going to slightly enjoy this? And right now the meter is leaning towards more slightly enjoy. I'm not willing to throw the lever all the way back to cocky again because we need to go. We need a couple more wins for that to happen. But we're trending in in the right direction. Yes, um, but I think that just about does it for the Flyers this week. Um, and speaking of trending, we have to go around the league, but things are not trending in a good direction um, when it comes to omicron the new covid variant as well as the potential for nhl players to participate in the olympics in february um so if you haven't heard covid is wreaking havoc not just in the nhl but in the entire sports world um i guess nh at this point with mlb not playing it's mainly nba nhl nfl um i think that's pretty much it also the union got kind of screwed, I heard, um, in the MLS, because they had, what, 11 players that were in COVID yeah. protocol, and the league still made them play the Eastern Conference Final, and they lost. Yeah, like, they were missing, like, all their best players. Yeah, so, but classic Philadelphia again screwed over. But anyway, um, from Emily Kaplan, um, earlier today on ESPN, uh, the sources are saying amid the wave of COVID-19 cases, the NHL and the NHLPA are instituting enhanced protocols into next month um, through at least January 7th. Uh, her article states, quote, the decision comes after the NHL, NHLPA and their doctors held conference calls on Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon following a rash of COVID-19 cases across the league. Under the enhanced protocols, which NHL players experienced all of last season, Players will be tested daily instead of every third day, according to sources. All team personnel will be required to wear face masks at facilities. Meetings will be held virtually. And everyone will be asked to limit all social interactions outside of the hotel, rink, or home. Uh, congratulations, sort of, not really, um, to Red Wings forward Tyler Bertuzzi, who is the only unvaccinated player in the NHL. Um, tough look for him. Yeah, and he came out. I saw there was a quote saying how he's like, "Oh, well, we're we're at we're at herd immunity now." Meanwhile, his teammate Danny DeKaiser is dealing with COVID for the second time. Yeah, um, the, the the dude's just a moron, and we don't want to get into that debate of like who's smart and who isn't. But like, come on. Yes. Um, 
Also, the article states, quote, the NHL has recommended the booster shot, but many players already received it. However, the league does not intend to mandate a booster shot at this time. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, throughout this season so far, more than 130 NHL players have been placed on COVID-19 protocol lists, um, including more than two dozen over just the past two days. Teams include the Hurricanes, the Wild, the Calgary Flames, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Boston Bruins. All with, I mean, Calgary has their coach, Daryl Sutter, plus 16 other team members were added to the list just earlier today on Wednesday. Um, So, and I think their games are postponed through December 18th. So, at least the next three days. Um, And the Flyers had Morgan Frost get pulled from their bench in the first period. Yep. Um, And then, what else? Oh, also, I think... Things, obviously, with being in the United States and Canada, Canada is dealing with this new variant in a different way, where I just saw today that the Maple Leafs are scaling back attendance at their games to 50% for fans. Um, So it's just, we're living in a vicious cycle in this time, Um, and it's, it's just crazy to see kind of how it all ebbs and flows, I guess, for lack of better terms. But the biggest thing on people's minds now is whether or not the NHL is going to send its players to the Olympics. Um, the deadline for that without penalty is January 10th. So, I mean, that's just over, I guess, le- less than a month now. Um, yeah. Because today being the 15th. But, I mean, you've seen guys already come out saying they they feel very uh, – McDavid even said he's – I think he called it unsettling the other day where the fact well, that yeah. they – I mean – China has its problems politically, um, which is another to say thing. it lightly. To say it, yeah, to say it lightly. Um, but I mean, to go over to to go over there to, just for the chance to represent your country, but then to pe- potentially be stuck in quarantine by yourself for upwards of what five weeks, and then and somehow, not getting paid, no yeah. idea of what care is coming to you, how you're getting home, when you're getting it's, home, like it's. It's it's unsettling, as I'm sure, like like McDavid said. I mean, being a professional athlete, obviously your your body is your job. And COVID, we've seen it. It's it's real. Obviously, um, whoever doesn't believe it's not real is an absolute idiot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's and plus you have people coming from all over the world for the Olympics. Like you don't know. Like I mean. It's one thing where, and even the All-Star game in Vegas, I mean, they, they, they'll probably have to institute some stricter protocols for that as well because... And that's actually, the All-Star game is the same night as the opening ceremonies for the Olympics. Yes. So if, you're any, I mean, if you're any player who got voted into the All-Star game and also made the Olympic team, like, are, are you, the NHL punishes players for missing the All-Star game. So yeah. in theory, you'd go play in your All-Star game and then fly out to China for the Olympics, like... Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's obviously like it ha- like it has been in general with COVID over the past. Holy hell, it's been what almost three years, two years, two plus years now. It'll um, be two years in March. Yippee! Since everything really shut down. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's just such an evolving situation where you just hear <laughs> new stuff every day. As I'm coughing, um, I have allergies, um, so <laughs> and the fact that it's 55 degrees today and t- tomorrow supposed to be like 30, like come on, like let's let's pick a let's pick a temperature here. I think tomorrow's supposed to be nicer. I think tomorrow's supposed to be like 60, and then Saturday, Friday's supposed to be like in the mid 50s, and then Saturday they're calling for like rain and mild and then it's going to be like 40 and cold on sunday yeah, so that's our weather segment of the podcast i was going to say i'm i'm over here my my ears feel like they're stuffed up my nose is running and i'm coughing uh i mean nothing out of the ordinary for me i know what my body's like not to get on my my soapbox here um plus i just got my well, might say your benadryl box i just got my booster last week like this shit better work excuse my <laughs> language um but i mean it's it's yeah it's i don't know but back to the NHL, sorry to get personal there. No one wants to hear about that. I'm sure no one gives a crap. But, um, yeah, I mean, the I NHL, care. I think, again, like like I was going to say, is that even the Olympics, not the Olympics, the All-Star game could be risky because you're technically mixing all 32 locker rooms in one situation where yeah. it's like, imagine, I mean, there could be, there's potential not saying it's high potential more it's higher for the olympics than it is i think for the all-star game but there's potential the potential exists for nightmare scenarios in both of these whether it's the all-star game the olympics are both like so i mean it's just a matter of keeping everyone healthy but also you want to play hockey as well yeah and obviously you know there's less likely of things going bad in vegas than there's in china i mean i believe the olympics are requiring all the athletes to be vaccinated anyway yeah i mean fingers crossed you know they could go off with that without an incident um but you know the nhl is going to make this decision as hard as possible on the players where like if you go and you get covid you're going to be screwed because they're not going to pay you like the owners and the and the league do not want the players going to the Olympics, but they yeah. had to do it in the last CBA negotiation because it's something the players demanded. Yeah. Um. So, I'm at this point now where I would rather. I mean, you got Alex Pedrangelo, star defenseman for the Vegas Golden Knights, who said he's like he's apparently has four kids all under three and a half years old. Yeah. And he already said he's not going to go. Yeah. And he was like a shoe in for Canada's roster. Well, I was so, gonna say. I mean, like I was gonna say, these pe- these guys are people first, and, yeah, and the hockey players. Second. These guys, ha- I mean, all of them obviously have families, but it's like, a, like a, a good majority of them are parents. Um, obviously, they have parents, kids. Like, so I mean, this is a a human situation as opposed to it's. But again, it's also the the athlete where it's like, again, you just you you're just your general consensus has to be to keep everyone safe. And I think, like you said, if it means that they don't go to the Olympics, then I'm okay with that. Because, yeah, so much. I mean, if they go to the Olympics and you have all these guys getting COVID, somehow, hopefully not, knock on wood, like a, an outbreak in Olympic Village. And like, oh, like um, half of Team Canada is under quarantine or half of Team, like half of any country. I mean, regardless of if they are chock full of NHL talent or not, like. It's going to affect the NHL in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, again, nobody wants to be stuck in China. Nobody wants to be stuck in China in general. But to be stuck in quarantine in China and then, again, not knowing 
where like your care is coming from, all that jazz, and then having to come back to the United States and quarantine for even longer just because you were traveling. It's like that's just a whole just a whole dumpster fire of a, a potential scenario. And it's it's I mean, it's scary, it's unsettling, it's nerve wracking. So I mean as much as we wanted the Olympics when the new CBA came out and we thought that things were kind of quote unquote under control with the vaccines and all that, it's like you see these new, va- it seems like there's a new variant every other week. Like, um, but I don't know. Like, it's just, I mean, again, you want to have, you want to keep everyone safe, but you also, again, you want to play hockey. So it's just going to come down, I think, to personal decisions at this point. And the NHL is going to have to make a, ch- a tough choice before, hopefully before January 10th. Yeah. And you're hearing players and coaches like Rod Brendermore, who made up made up his point where he was talking to the media about his players who were in COVID protocol. And he, and he said, hey, listen, the vaccine works. My guys aren't sick. They're just dealing with like a bad cold or allergy symptoms. Yeah. Like that's the point of the vaccine. And, you know, we, we've got people calling saying the vaccine doesn't work. Like Vaccines don't work like that. They're meant to. So if you get it, it's. You don't get the disease yeah. as badly, and I'm I don't I don't understand why that is so hard for people who are anti-vax or think of a certain way a certain president did. Um, they can't seem to understand that. It's like, did you not pay attention in middle school or high school science? <coughs> like this is like I'm an idiot when it, like the high science I took was biology, no ecology. My junior year of of high school, and I understand how a vaccine works, and I'm a moron. When it comes to science. Yeah, I mean, so like it's again, like you said, up, not, <laughs> it's basically like the same thing where it's like wearing a seatbelt doesn't prevent you from dying in a car crash. But but it helps it, lower it your chances. Helps, it, re- it drastically reduces that. And it's the same thing with the vaccines. But I, yeah. I mean, again, we're we're now a political commentary con- uh, podcast. Um Weather, so, political commentary. Yeah, we're we're all over the place, but that's all right. I mean, it's all it's all pertinent to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, whether the, it's it's the Olympics, the All Star Break, everything, just you want everything to be safe. Um, obviously, these players and coaches and whoever team members are in protocol, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean they're like deathly ill. But as we've said before, and as we've heard through any aspect flatten the curve, stop the spread, all that jazz, where if the NHL has to get tight again, and it sounds like they will be at least until the 7th, then hopefully that'll quell this spike that's gone on these past, what, couple weeks now? Yeah, and now because of this, you're seeing cities tighten on their rules and regulations again, and I believe that the Wells Fargo Center announced that they're following Philadelphia guidelines that's starting in the new year. Um, everyone attending a Philadelphia Flyers or Sixers game has to show proof of vaccination to attend, to go to a game. And you're seeing people call that fascist online and being someone who is a World War II nerd um, and, you know, his wife is Jewish and has a lot of Jewish friends. Can we please stop comparing COVID rules and regulations to Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. Yeah. Because that just that crosses lines on so many levels of wrong. Yeah. And you if you think that way, like man, like cuckoo. Uh, but uh it's it's really down to this. It's 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 a simple point as like you either do the right thing and you're rewarded, 
or you can continue being a moron and help a pandemic keep on going and face the consequences. It's it's really it's it's that black and white. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's just I mean, it's almost it sucks that we're in this position. But it's almost easier to live your life nowadays if you just get vaccinated. Like yes, so, again, I, I, I don't, mean, we're unless, we're getting very. I don't yes. want to say it shouldn't be a political issue. Health, public health and safety shouldn't be a political issue, but it has been obviously with today's um, climate. societal climate. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, back to the back to hockey. We're back, to back hockey. in here. Um, everyone should just stay safe. We will obviously see what happens down the road here with the COVID situation in the NHL. Um, also, what happens with the All Star Game and the um, I almost said World Juniors, but we're getting that to, to that next, um, next with the Olympics. Um, but speaking of World Juniors, the World Juniors are coming up. Um, hey. <laughs> the the annual tournament with um, the all of the NHL's top prospects. Um, the schedule was announced the other day, I believe. Um, where is my article? Oh, actually, it was released on November twenty third. So we're a little bit late to the party here, but that's all right that's because fine. that doesn't start until the twenty sixth of this month. Uh, it's a 10-team tournament, if you don't know. It is a 10-team tournament, which is held from December 26th through January 5th. Um, it is once again being held in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta. Um, the defending champion, defending champion United States of America, go USA, um, defeated Canada 2-0 in the championship game in this year's... Uh, World Juniors back in January of this 2021 year. Um, they will seek to win back-to-back titles for the first time ever. Um, the last team to do so was Team Canada, which won the last five straight um, since 2009. So, um, let's see. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um all the games will be broadcast on NHL Network in the United States and TSN and RDS in Canada. The first game to kick things off on Sunday, December 26th, is Finland versus Germany at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, this is the first four games. Um, first, and then we have Russia against Sweden at 4.30, the Czech Republic against Canada at 7, and then we have the United States versus Slovakia at 9.30 p.m. Uh, I believe each team plays each other twice. In the preliminary round or once um, and then the top four teams in each group will play in the corner quarterfinals not cor- corner um, quarterfinals on January 2nd followed by the semifinals on January 4th and the championship game and the third place games taking place on January 5th um, so world juniors always fun to watch good young talent the future of the NHL so Mark your calendars on there. You can go on the NHL website and just look at and see when your respective country is playing and enjoy watching them. Yeah, it's it's a nice, great tournament, and it, it, it the start of the tournament happens when when the NHL is in their pause. So there's some hockey to watch, and it's usually pretty good hockey because you're watching essentially the best players who aren't professional yet. Now, granted, there are a couple of players who have played some NHL games or are playing in the American Hockey League a little bit, uh, but these are mostly kids playing juniors. 
Um, so they are the future of the sport and where the game is headed. So obviously, normally it's a great tournament. You know, obviously your 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 usual juggernauts are the the U.S., Canada, Sweden, Finland, and Russia. Um, you know, teams like Germany and Switzerland and the Czechs kind of try and throw some jabs here and there, but they don't have the hockey pool of talent like the rest of those countries do. And, you know, games always highlight, you know, USA, Canada, even Russia, Canada, um, and then Sweden, Finland are like the cage matches to really watch. Yeah. And one, one of those combinations usually ends up happening in the middle round. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it is an awesome tournament and it's a really great thing to watch and it's, it's fun and exciting and, um, something great to do during the holiday season when you're kind of buying your home relaxing very well said dave um and going from the world juniors we will go back to las vegas uh for the all-star game uh just the other day on the 11th which was sunday uh saturday sorry uh the nhl opened its fan voting for the 2022 nhl all-star game Um, which allows fans the opportunity to determine the four captains. Oh, I guess they already picked the rosters. (laughs) Um, The four captains for the 2022 NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, It'll once again consist of three game tournaments uh, played in a three-on-three format featuring four teams, one from each NHL division. Fans can cast votes online for one player from each division without regard to positioning. Voting concludes at 11.59 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, January 8th, with the top vote-getters by division, regardless of position, named All-Stars and Captains. Um, so if you want to do that, go go for it. Um, the All-Star Weekend will be held February 4th and 5th. Uh, the All-Stars will also showcase their talents in the All-Star Skills Competition on Friday, February 4th. And then the All-Star Game itself will be Saturday on February 5th. So something to hopefully look forward to there, depending on how this COVID situation unfolds. But Dave, if you want to vote someone in the all-star game, go right ahead. Yeah. I mean, vote honestly. I mean, of all the players that should get voted in this year from the flyers, um, Carter Hart or Claude Giroux, maybe the two players I would definitely try and get in the all-star game because they deserve to be the one of the representatives. I mean, every team does get a representative, um, but based off of the play of the team this year, it's either Hart or Giroux are the yep. two that deserve to get in, in my opinion. I think I, I one, vote at least once or twice. I don't I don't vote every day like some people do. Like I'll always say, okay, I helped vote for this player, but like it's probably rigged anyway. I mean, just like the Flyers goal song choice. I was gonna say Ooh, I went there. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, maybe that's the reason why the we should have known the Flyers were gonna be bad when they rigged the goal song and chose a, a, a mediocre song. It's like, terrible. Yeah, it's so um, bad. But anyway, um, the All Star voting is open until January eighth at midnight, and if you want to vote, go vote. Go do um, it. It's your civic duty as an NHL fan. <laughs> your civic NHL fan duty. Yes. You get a sticker that says "I voted," with the NHL logo on it, and maybe you get yeah. a brown bag depending on what team you root for. True. Um, but moving on from Vegas to a little bit of sad news in Dallas. Um, Ben Bishop, I guess now former Dallas goaltender, uh, said in a conditioning stint in the American Hockey League last week, it made it clear that his playing career was over due to a knee injury. Um, He was quoted saying, if I was a forward, I could be playing right now, but just with the butterfly, the torque you put on your knee, it just couldn't really get any better. 
Um, his last game he played was Game 5 of the 2020 Western Conference second round against the Colorado Avalanche back on August 31st. He missed all of last season after having surgery to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee on October 21st of this year. Actually, sorry, October 21st of 2020. He was placed on long-term IR, recovering from the surgery, and the 35-year-old was hoping for one more chance to prolong his career when the Stars loaned him to Texas of the AHL on a conditioning assignment, which started back on the 7th of this month. Uh, Bishop was also quoted saying, last week when we drained the fluid in my knee, there was still some flex in the fluid, which means there was some cartilage wearing away. That does not sound good. Uh, Also, quote, with all that, I still wanted to go down and give it a try because I wanted to try one last try to make sure. Uh, He did start the game December 8th, 9th, allowed eight goals on 34 shots and an 8-4 loss to Chicago. Um. And it got even worse for him, it sounds like, too, because um, he was also quoted saying, obviously, after the game, it blew up in talks of his knee. And talking to the doctors, it doesn't make sense to just kind of be ripping your knee apart if you're not going to get back to playing. Um, so Ben Bishop, um, a good, he was a good, he was a good goaltender. He had his time in the sun, as they say. Um, but it's, 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 it sucks when you see these guys, I mean, they give so much to the game and they, they get these injuries and they just sometimes they, they never can come back from them. Yeah, he was the third, I believe, a three-time Vesna finalist for a while there. He was one of the best goalies in the league. Um, probably should have won at least one Vesna. Um, it's a shame that his career has to come early to injury, but you know what? He's got a pretty good winning record. He's one of the best goalies in USA hockey history. Um, yeah, he climbed his way up. He went from the NHL, the NAHL, the USHL, to college, then on to St. Louis, on to Ottawa, on to Tampa, and on to Dallas. So LA, LA, and then Dallas. Yep. Um, and he almost won a cup with the Lightning when they lost the Blackhawks in 2015. Um, so it, it stinks, but you know, of course, like we said earlier in the podcast, Bishop is is a is a human being first, and he's doing what's best for his body and his family. Um, luckily the, the stars, uh, they've only got, he's only on contract for one more season. So they're just LTIR him until his contract's up and there shouldn't be any recapture or anything like that involved. Um, but you know, you wish him all the best for retirement and I'm sure he's a smart guy and you know, we're not going to, this, this won't be the last we'll see a Ben Bishop involved in the sport of hockey in some sense, whether he's a scout or coach in the future, I have a feeling. Very well said. Um, in keeping, we'll keep things light to end it tonight since we've had a couple of, of uh, gloomy topics with COVID and Ben Bishop's career-ending injury. Um, but uh, since it is the season of giving, we will go back to the Flyers to end the night um, with an article from Bill Meltzer uh, earlier today on the Flyers website. Um, on Tuesday evening at the Wells Fargo Center last night prior to the Flyers' win over the Devils, the Flyers Alumni Association made a large donation of new unwrapped toys to the holiday toy drive organized by Flyers Charities and the Flyers Community Relations Department. Brad Marsh and Bob the Hound Kelly made the donation of dozens of toys, which filled two entire large collection boxes near the Broad Street Atrium entrance to the arena. Um, this year marks the third annual edition of the Flyers Alumni's 12 Days of Christmas Giving Campaign. It was launched back in 2019 with the program being dedicated to providing assistance on a daily basis, making monetary donations to various charities, volunteering time and or providing items of need to local community outreach groups. 
providing direct assistance to specific families or individuals in need over a 12-day span during the holiday season. So uh, the toy drive is one of many things that the Flyers Alumni Association and the Flyers Charities just they they just get it as they say where they they help so much throughout the community whether they're hockey fans or not but um this is a, a good look for the flyers after a tough look for the flyers uh with the alumni game and the alumni night and all that so um back on the nice list as we would say <laughs> um but dave like i said just being the season season of giving uh, your thoughts on the the toy drive, if anything? It's it's great. The Flyers have been doing it. I feel like every year I've been a fan of the team. They they have the huge bin out when you go to a game. You can actually bring in a toy and donate it yourself. Um, and it helps families in need and helps kids have a good Christmas. I mean, what what isn't there to like about that? So, unless you're a Grinch. I mean, holiday hoopity what a. True. Um, but. Actually, Saturday is also the holiday spectacular game for the Flyers. Yes. Um, I'm watching it through my brown bag. One of the best Flyers opening videos of all time is when they play the uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, yes. I forget what the song is called. Oh, Christmas Eve in Sarajevo, I think it is. Um, but they play that on top of the, the Flyers highlights. And it was in like the, the 2010s or the, the, early, the late 2000s where it was the best because they had – um, it was like the the black, the old black home jerseys. Those were sweet. But then they had like, it was just a perfect, like it's the holiday season. The flyers were good. You were at the game and like, it's Christmas, like holidays. It's just, everything felt right. But the world we live in nowadays, it's just a complete mess in some aspects. So hopefully Dave, you have fun. Um, I mean, they're and, playing Ottawa, so I better have fun. Well, no promises, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it'll be good. <coughs> there we go again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's – I'm going to I'm gonna end it for myself here because now I'm just going to kind of keep rambling. So, Dave, that does it for me with Around the League. Uh, to end – actually, to possibly end our 2021 here, um, I'll throw it over to you. No, I definitely think we will be back at some point during the week after Christmas. We will find. I know you'll be down in, down yonder in, in the Gulf Coast, covering the Sugar Bowl. Yes. Down on the Bayou. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Not not a big deal. Oh yeah. What um what do they call it? Your uh, sideline. Yeah, uh, media relations. That's my yes. official my official title. On on your own little placard. My um, credential. But yes, we'll probably be back the week after Christmas. We'll we'll get a pod in one way or another. I'm sure we are confident in our abilities. But yes, no podcast from us next week. We are both taking the week off to refresh our brains, obviously. Um, but with that and said, to you know, eat a ton of food. Um, I've tried another personal thing here. I've been trying to be good um, when it comes to to food because I'm like, damn. I know once it comes to just being around family and like, it's just. I mean. Holidays are very food-centered, obviously, but it's like, dude, I just can't wait to eat a bunch of good Christmas food. Oh, yes. Can't confirm. And drink a couple beers. A couple? Well, you know, responsibly, of course. Responsibly, yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. indeed. Enjoy, enjoy my holidays responsibly. Exactly, exactly. But uh, with that, we, we hope all of our listeners have a great, safe, and happy, healthy Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah already passed. If you have a great Hanukkah, awesome. Um, lights, baby. Exactly. Um, 
but you know we just hope everyone enjoys it and we'll be back to uh talk some flyers hockey after christmas hopefully before the new year um so yeah other than that thanks for listening as always hopefully the flyers can uh keep this streak going and we can remain cautiously optimistic are you ho ho hoping the flyers are doing well around christmas time Ooh. that was that that was pretty good and that that'll do it for this week's episode yeah, of yeah, and, and we're ending the podcast there on that note <laughs> and i will say cautiously let's go flyers